Absurdist Astrology on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. Welcome to Absurdist Astrology, a podcast on Open Minds Radio, where meaning is given to the meaningless through astrological interpretations. I'm Tessa, and I'm here today on Friday the 13th, actually, is the day I'm recording this, to interpret some of the going-ons of the sky. Now, before I start, I feel really compelled to share a quote by... Charles Chaplin, you know, Charlie Chaplin, it is, what do you want meaning for? Life is desire, not meaning. And that was a quote by, again, Charlie Chaplin, shared by my friend Antonio. He passed away last year, and I just wanted to dedicate this particular podcast to him, since I'll be discussing the upcoming Scorpio full moon. He was born in 1946. Uh, November 22nd, 1946. And if you pull up that chart of November 22nd, 1946, he had a very big Scorpio stellium in his chart. He had his sun, his moon, his Mercury and Venus, Jupiter, Chiron, all in Scorpio. So I'm asking him in the universe to please give me these messages of Scorpio. He knows them so well. I thank him so much for that sentiment he shared um, of what are we searching for meaning? We want desire. And I feel like that is a huge Scorpio theme. We'll get into more, but I just wanted to open up on that note because for me, um, it's really important to acknowledge those who have passed. And I feel like that's a huge Scorpio theme as well. I don't think that's a coincidence that he came into my life to teach me that during the time frame I had with him. Um, I met him during a very similar time. I met Mark and Holly and this whole community of spiritual folk um, and again, I've discussed this, how astrology and spirituality are essentially, they're not synonymous, but they certainly work together. And I feel like signs like Scorpio, of course, understand that perhaps a lot better than others. So today we'll be discussing those themes of desire and why we're giving all this meaning to the meaningless. Anyway, that's very Gemini, right? Compared to any way that uh, Scorpio would think that constant like need to rationalize and intellectualize with wit and rhetoric. Um, so, you know, last week I discussed lessons of this Mercury retrograde we've been going through and if I'm being honest, it's been rough, okay, this Mercury retrograde in Gemini. I think it is easier to understand the lessons um, as far as them being more directly related to what 
Mercury desires as a planet, but just for example, yesterday I, I drive for work, I'm in Boston, and it's telling me to turn left where there's not even a road, it's all, like, it's completely changed, that's just how Boston is, you can go there one day and they've totally changed the layout of a street the next, it's just, that's very, uh, this Mercury retrograde in Gemini we've been going through. I'm trying to be aware of that in the moment and uh, quite frankly, I'm just freaking out. I mean, you know, enough to keep my composure so that I'm not presenting as a danger to myself and others. But oh my goodness, if I'm being quite frank, this has been a tough Mercury retrograde so far. Again, in its ruling sign, we would think that it's not necessarily as tough as other Mercury retrogrades, but if I'm being frank, God, it's been, it's been rough. So, you know, when, when we think of Mercury, the planet, you know, or the symbolism of Hermes, uh, Thoth, you know, Hermes Trismegistus, that is, you know, um, the god Mercury was a psychopomp, so he was a guide of the dead to the, between the different realms, right? Um, and a hermaphrodite at that, able to truly be both, uh, in the sense of true polarity, not necessarily like man and woman, but rather like that polarity of yin and yang and what that, uh, symbiotic, having that polarity, um, is so beneficial in the sense of being intellectual, embracing qualities like being cunning, witty, eloquent. That's very Gemini, but we also have um, the quincux, five signs away, a Virgo um, being more earthbound in the regard of material abundance being more focused on health and wellness in the body. So Mercury will return back to Taurus on May 23rd, revisiting these themes, like I was sort of saying just now with Virgo, right, of um, just stability. Taurus in particular compared to Virgo with that fixed nature. Taurus being fixed <laughs> wants enduring legacies. Taurus wants more stability. Not not that um, Virgo being a double-bodied sign, mutable, right, means that they want, they can be a little more go with the flow, but when Mercury is currently in Gemini, it's ruling sign, and we're dealing with these lessons of going back with our intellect, kind of maybe like, maybe in that sense of you say something too brash and you want to take it back, but it's too late. Like you're finding yourself talking over yourself. And, and, and especially now with Venus and Aries, Chiron and Aries, I feel like there is a lot of that. And it's, it's tough um, to not want to get ahead of yourself when you feel a type of way, right? So now we're given this opportunity with a Mercury retrograde, at least to kind of revisit those thoughts, revisit that, excitement that got ahead of us and now we're trying to do 20 things at once and, and we can't even find the time to clean around our house say or 
materialize what we really want. We have all these ideas, but we're not really finding the time to do what we really want because it's just all ideas. It's all like that air of Gemini, that like a, a wind rather than the earth of Taurus where we're deep in the ground, stable, um, developing roots. And with the sun currently transiting Taurus as well for another week and a half or so, um, we're really trying to develop those roots as we build up to this Scorpio full moon on this upcoming Monday. Again, I'm filming this on Friday the 13th. So uh, not to get too off topic, but I do feel compelled to give a little bit more uh, space to like the concept of like what's so, what's the big deal about Friday the 13th anyway. Um, just a quick note, of course, that if we were to follow a lunar year, it would be a 13 month year rather than a 12 the solar calendar that we follow so just just an interesting note I suppose as we're building up to the Scorpio full moon um, Scorpio is actually considered the sign of detriment for the or it's fall excuse me it's fall Scorpio is considered to be in its fall the moon is considered to be in its fall in Scorpio excuse me um so what we're really trying to do here is develop deep roots of growth and these Mercury retrogrades where we're able to separate our intellect from these kind of more deeper themes, um, it does at least allow us to review what we've already been through. So the last Mercury retrograde we had, I thought was also interesting to note, was between an air and an earth sign as well. So this is... A theme that we're able to revisit double folds um, and I really think that that's a very important thing to note the fact that we're starting this mercury retrograde again in an air sign so last time in January it went from Aquarius back to Capricorn and at that time it was also making really intense conjunctions to Pluto so again this is like January 14th think back to this year 2022 what was going on in January what was I revisiting what was I trying to rework what did I want to change um and also like kind of think like what was going on as far as the inconveniences the miscommunications that air right air is all about communication what happened between then and now that I'm able to review as far as taking my communications and yet developing a way that I can stabilize and build lasting foundations for these lofty ideas that I have. Because, right, Gemini is a lot more lofty, more agreeable than Aquarius. Aquarius is a lot more stubborn in its beliefs as far as um, not not shifting or changing. Gemini is definitely a lot more agreeable or a lot more easily convinced to change. Aquarius, not so much being a fixed sign. So it's like this time around, we're able to have more of a mental awareness separating our intellect from our feelings. Uh, again, with Aquarius, it's, it's a little harder for Aquarius to be impartial, to have a more practical viewpoint. Gemini is definitely um, more concerned with being agreeable, being um, witty or cunning in the sense of coming off a type of way to reach a goal where Aquarius is really more concerned with uh, pride, you know, being the opposite sign of Leo, say, um, it just presents in a very 
different way and yet that polarity again it's like an axis that of course there's like this um with with all the whole fixed access you know with scorpio too right we'll get into that how we we're really dealing with um issues of of self and pride uh, in the regard of like that stability that is not necessarily a self like the newborn that's more like cardinal Aries and again we'll get into that um so let, let's get into that with uh Aries right so we have Jupiter in Aries so with that sense of self like I was just saying um in the cardinal signs the very beginning of the zodiac uh that is Aries of course um so we've been dealing with this energy of like this newness but it's still like it's tough for us to really enjoy it. Um, you know, we have Venus conjunct Chiron, I believe until the 20th. Um, it goes exact May 15th. So that's right before this upcoming full moon in Scorpio. Uh, we have Venus conjunct Chiron in Aries. And again, last week I already discussed um, pretty in depth, like the Jupiter and Aries themes. I somehow made it relevant to despicable me and millions. <laughs> But it, I mean, it, it makes sense if you go back. I mean, I think I think that is <laughs> relevant. Anyhow, um, that I'm just talking about 2010 and what like the zeitgeist was like compared to now 2022. But anyway, <laughs> Venus conjunct Chiron brings up these wounds surrounding the self. And the reason I brought up that imagery of the minions was more so because it's kind of like that newborn, that like brand new acting, like just to act because you can um and I feel like having Venus the planet of love it's really struggling in the sign of Aries that's its sign of detriment um you know one's own ideals in a relationship really don't it's not that they don't matter right so the opposite um the ruler of Venus, Libra, for example, that's the scale. So it's all, you know, even though it's a cardinal sign, there is like this double bodiness, like the other um, mutable signs have. That is like, there's like with Libra in particular of all the cardinal signs, there's a very clear symbolism of two of relationship. And when we have the opposite sign of that Aries, Aries is very much about the self, but again, more in the sense of being like a newborn um, so when we have the centaur, asteroid, Chiron that represents themes of wounding surrounding in Aries, that is the sense of self, we're really seeing our autonomy being compromised. And again, last week I discussed how the timing of Roe versus Wade trying to be overturned is just insane because it's like a very clear reflection of autonomy being compromised, right? Um, I just really, really feel for those um, who are compromised in that regard. Um, it's like something just stops you in your tracks. Everything you want. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really tough to look at these astrological things going on right now and not be a little frustrated and angry. I, I think it's like our artistic endeavors, our relationships, there's like this frustration, this setback um, uh, with the sign Aries um, and Venus. It's just, again, with that detrimental 
difficulty of separating yourself and your relationships. And then we have Chiron there. It's really like bringing up these themes of like lust, impulsivity. You know, Chiron has a really erratic orbit, but it stays in the sign of Aries for the longest. So we've had Chiron in Aries since 2018. And again, it stays in Aries for about eight years where it stays in its ruling sign of um, Virgo for only like two years. Okay. So we've been dealing with these Chiron and Aries themes for quite some time. And again, when I was looking back at my conversations with Antonio, I found a conversation from 2018 when Chiron had moved into Aries and we were discussing how hopefully it would heal wounds surrounding the self. And I think it has when aspects have um, been more fortunate because again, Venus is a pretty quick moving planet. I think it takes about 23 days for it to move through all the signs. So this particular transit won't be very long. Venus will go into Taurus another, the quincux of Libra, right? Five signs away. It's other uh, ruling sign. Um, so, you know, fear not. It's not forever. But I think like right now, um, it's really tough. Like, I, I really feel like there's not like a ton of joy going on in the sky right now. Like there's really not, um, I don't know. I don't want to be so pessimistic. Honestly, I'll get into more um, positive things here, I suppose. So, Let's see, you know, with the North Node in Taurus for some time now too, since January, we've been revisiting themes um, that were last seen in like 2004 or five, for example. Um, so that's warfare, North Node in Taurus. Um, we look back in history, um, for example, the last time the North Node was in Taurus, when we're talking about like our stability, our grounding, um, establishing roots, uh, the country of India was officially free from Britain in August of 1947 when the North Node was in Taurus. So it happens in 18 and a half year increments. And then in the years 85 and 86, the Taurus North Node also brought in um, the end of the Cold War, but it also was kind of the peak of the AIDS pandemic. So with the North Node in Taurus too, um, opposite this upcoming Scorpio full moon, it's really it's been difficult, honestly. Like in, in 2004, we had Bush reelected. That was like the Iraq war had just begun. Um, so what I'm trying to say is like all these tough themes of this Taurus North Node, um, you know, our, our purpose in life, those born during these two and a half so, you know, year times, 18 and a half year increments of a full 12 year cycle. Um, it's not, it's like this, this constant cautiousness, um, because we're just afraid, honestly, we're really living like in scary times in some regard, um, with this upcoming full moon in Scorpio, it'll be a solar eclipse, meaning the North Node in Taurus will also be conjunct Uranus in Taurus. Um, so this is an opposition to the full moon in Scorpio. Scorpio 
it's very dark. <laughs> I, I, I really feel compelled to just be honest about, um, you know, Saturn is still in Aquarius too, forming a square to this full moon. Um, and we just had that black moon eclipse, you know, in Taurus. So it's a sign of exaltation. So we're kind of, it's like, I just feel like the best way to describe it is like coming down from a high. Like it just, with all this Pisces energy we've been dealing with too, it's almost like we're just like collectively coming down from a high where we really thought for a second that like COVID was going to be over and maybe there could be like this renaissance of our artistic endeavor so we have like Venus and Chiron screwing that up and then we have all this Pisces energy we've been like dealing with this like inertia like I was talking about and we want to move forward with momentum you know that's what I was trying to say last week with all this cardinal energy coming in and it, it is it is good in the sense of wanting ambition and and that drive but it's like this Scorpio energy unfortunately um you know so if the north nodes in Taurus that means that the south node is in Scorpio so that's like our past so we're having like this really tense thing going on with Saturn and Aquarius so Saturn and Aquarius is all about that humanitarianism and being unique and Taurus and Scorpio while concerned about uniqueness it, it they do it more in a way of developing resources and having like this mystical um, relationship with death uh, in a more literal sense where like Pisces is more representative of like the ethereal goings on. <laughs> so what I really want to emphasize here with the Scorpio full moon um, I do feel compelled to bring up my friend Antonio again and, and the lessons he brought me as someone who had a super Scorpio chart. I feel like it's just about being really honest with yourself as far as your intentions. Um, you know, I'm sorry if I'm like a little, I'm like stunning myself because it's, I'm like having this revelation, I suppose, of you know, the fact that I even call this podcast, like giving meaning to the meaningless, right? I feel like that quote is just so, um, I began this podcast with, what do you want meaning for? Life is desire, not meaning. Um, I feel like when we have Mercury retrograde in Gemini right now, right? And we're looking back and we're trying to rationalize everything that's happened. We're trying to give meaning to all this stuff that's gone on. And I feel like that is definitely a downfall of astrology is when we're trying to tell people um, that this planet has this super particular meaning and it's it's immovable or that, you know, that's the fix, that immovable Scorpio and Taurus. Um, but, the, but I think when we bring that Scorpio energy into it, even though the moon is in its fall and, and there is a lot of darkness, um, not to be, again, I just don't want to get emotional, but like yesterday, for example, I had to say goodbye to my, um, you know, well, I guess you want to call it childhood. Um, we got Henry, our, my parents' pug, 
when I was still living with my parents. That was back in 2013. So, you know, I've been moved out only a couple of years now. I, I lived with my parents for quite some time. Um, and we have to put our buddy down, you know, it's tough. Um, so when we're talking about like giving meaning to the meaningless, right? I, I thought of Antonio. Antonio, my friend, again, who had a lot of Scorpio in his chart, loved Henry. He was very affectionate um, in the sense of just being present. I feel like Scorpio sun people kind of get this bad rap of being like creepy or weird or, um, you know, they're, they're very, very misunderstood. And as someone with a Scorpio moon too, I feel that. Like, I, I feel like there is like this taboo talking about death and sadness. And, and when, when we have um, Scorpio coming up so heavily, I feel like it's inevitable that we're going to feel like this sadness, this deep um, hurt and pain. It's like a wound like on, on Gaia, Mother Earth. It's like, I feel it. It's like this palpable like pulsing heart that bleeds. Like, I feel like that's like the axis of Taurus and Scorpio. Like, that's... Like, when I, when I really think of the symbolism of what's going on right now, it's tough. Saying goodbye to my buddy again, Antonio. Anytime I would post a picture of Henry, he would always say, Hi, Henry. And when I, you know, think of what's going on right now, um, and having to say goodbye to Henry yesterday, I, I thought of Antonio. And, um, like, the, the visualization of him, like, bringing him over the rainbow bridge and I thought that was beautiful and I'm sorry I'm crying right now I just really wanted to share that I felt really compelled to share that I feel like anyone listening at this point understands you know um the importance of uh providing space to those we love I feel like that's another at least positive theme we see with Scorpio is is there like a you know the the deepness um when we've been dealing with so much Pisces, for example, um, their their water is deep, but it's more like this fastness. You can't even um, like you just get lost in it. I feel like with Scorpio, there's there's this much like a it's it's like a, a much more direct way to the soul. And I feel like I just again really feel really compelled to bring up Antonio because again, think about what I said about his chart. He had so many planets in Scorpio. If there was anyone that knew Scorpio, it was Antonio. Um, and just like the, the irony of it being Friday the 13th, and that's the day we have to put Henry down. Like, it's tough. It's really tough. I've, I've really tried to avoid bringing up personal subjects on this podcast, but I just feel really compelled to right now because if you're feeling a type of way, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling hurt, like things aren't going a type of way, that's okay. That doesn't mean it's not forever. And right now I'm just really struggling with my identity too. Like when I'm talking about like this Venus and Chiron, you know, just kind of like, what am I doing? What am I, like, I feel like that's a big theme we're all feeling right now. It's like, what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? What do I do this for? Why? You know, it's it, with Mercury and Gemini too. It's like, it, and then like again, I'm thinking about me driving around in Boston yesterday, like a freaking chicken with my head cut off. And it's like, why am I doing this? You know, 
but why we're doing this? Like, I want to bring it back to that quote by Charlie Chaplin, this desire we want, and that's okay to want. That's okay to want. I feel like there's so much shame in wanting, and I'm sick of it. Don't you want more for yourself? We all do. And I, I'm sorry for being so emotional, but I just... Like, it's like I can viscerally feel Antonio here, really wanting this to be out there about who he was and what he offered to this world. You know, the irony, I... I I was reading back on a conversation we had and it was about um, death. You know, I, why we were, you know, again with Scorpio, me having a good amount of Scorpio on my chart too. Like, of course, we were just like talking about death in 2018 when Chiron had just entered Aries again, mind you. And it, it was just so bizarre to look back and, and, and see me talking about death with someone who's dead now. And I guess what I'm trying to say, like, I, I have to wrap this up. I can't be like a blubbering mess for the rest of the day. Um, I'm laughing because I think there's just this beautiful irony that even yet, um, having the internet now, um, so strange, right? That we can look back when I, I, I was discussing Chiron and Aries um, like in the 70s and how that brought about like cell phones. Um, so now I can look back on these conversations I had with someone who's dead now and I, I can gain meaning from it, right? I, I can look back and, and give symbolism and, and, and interpret it any way I want, any, but the reality is, is like that Charlie Chaplin quote Antonio shared, what is it without desire? What is it without, like, like the, the meaning of it is so separate from that innate desire, that, that act. That's the very much the Taurus Scorpio fixed axis. Um, just do. It's, it's really, really difficult for me to be vulnerable like this um and I'm sorry if you came to this podcast looking for like some outlet of positivity today I hope you can at least see that my heart really is yearning just for a vast deep type of meaning not just like a superficial meaning of you will meet the love of your life if the, the, like that's not the type of astrology practice this is if you're this far into the podcast I think hopefully you're respectful and understanding of that um <laughs> but it's just really important for me and my astrology practice to be frank about the times where things just really kind of suck right now man like oh my god like I'm over it <laughs> but I think um we'll we'll continue on and I feel like in the upcoming weeks there are going to be some things going on that are more positive I just really feel like right now with this upcoming Scorpio full moon we really need to be real in the regard that like I'm sad 
like, damn, like, I was talking a couple weeks ago about, like, 2004 with the Taurus North Node, like, that was, like, when goth was, like, super in, oh, oh, yeah, by the way, My Chemical Romance just released, like, a new song for the first time in forever, uh, North Node in Taurus, like, 2004, hello, like, you know, um, anyway, I'm a blubbering mess, I feel like that's just so, like, on, brands for like what's going on right now in the sky at least so I hope this vulnerability was at least relatable in some regard I'm you know I'm I'm obviously not like faking it um (laughs) oh and my friend Antonio too like if anyone is listening to this and was like touched by his life too just know like I know he loves us all like so much and and with the anniversary of his death coming up like I I want to um, really just respect everything that he did for me and for those that knew him. I think they can agree that he was just so genuinely interested in bringing out the best in you. Like, he just wanted to discuss, like, deep things. Like, I just, um, to end on a better note, like, I, I went to the dentist yesterday, the same day, um, saying goodbye to Henry, um, and so this is before I go say goodbye and you know the dental hygienist is trying to make like small talk with me and I was just so over it like I just could not do the small talk and I just went through the whole appointment just like really trying to hold my tongue and like not come off a type of way like I was just like when someone asks how are you and you are not doing well like that is a tough feeling (laughs) And I was just not feeling like good. I I okay is what I said. And she's just trying to do her job and like, you know, the little quips here and there of like that I guess that's like Mercury and Gemini, for example. It's just kinda like that quick or but I'm in my head like ruminating a Scorpio moon here. <laughs> like just like uh like so at the end I also cried to my dentist appointment because I had to come out with it I'm like I'm sorry I have to put my childhood dog down you know not childhood whatever it's like I've been moved out of my parents house for two years now but that's besides the point (laughs) what I'm trying to say is like that's just kind of how we're feeling like I'm just we want deepness with Antonio that's to bring it back to what I was talking about it was never small talk with Antonio anytime you would talk with that man it was always like to the depths of death like I was saying like talking about death with a now dead man like the irony it's beautiful like it's really beautiful like I, I really think not many people can like say that that they have like these archived conversations that that is like a newer phenomenon again with Chiron and Aries I think that's no coincidence too like the first cell phone call was made when Chiron was in Aries last in the 70s and now we have like these archives like these endless archives of communication um and I I just again want to dedicate this particular podcast to Antonio and as um my buddy Henry goes to heaven today I really feel he's gonna be there I, like, I really feel that, um, and again, I, I try not to, like, make this too much of a spiritual podcast, um, but I really feel that, I really feel that, and I think this is a safe space to share that, um, and I'm so thankful for him to offer that, I love you, Antonio, um, I miss you, and to anyone listening to this, um,
thank you. Um, you can always reach out. I'm so happy to help you with any questions you have. Right now I am working on a few more charts, um, but I'm really trying to get serious about, you know, making this a practice. And again, that was something I, I know I discussed at length with Antonio um, of, you know, doing this more officially. He was so encouraging. Always was, I think he made anyone feel like he, you, he was your number one fan. That was just the kind of guy he was. And it was very sincere. Again, I, I feel like Scorpio kind of gets this bad rap of being like the creepiest sign of the Zodiac, but it's not that. If you really get to know a Scorpio, you will know that there is like this vastness, this depth that they will bring you to that you will never escape from once you're in it. It's, you don't want to though, why would you? Um, and again, when I was having that small talk, or, or not, or not, I just couldn't, I just really couldn't in that moment, um, and that's okay, like, having those boundaries is totally fine, um, and I think that's a very on-brand Scorpio theme, too, is just, like, that wall that you put up that everyone's shaming you for all the time, um, like, think of the scorpion and its shell and its stinger, um, that's okay, like, you have that stinger, man, you can get them, don't be afraid, like, don't be afraid to not partake in people's bullshit. And I'm not saying she was just doing her damn job, um, but I wasn't having a good day. And you don't have to pretend like you are for anyone, okay? You don't. Don't pretend like you're having a good day. If you don't want to, that's fine. You don't owe that to anyone. You don't owe that to anyone. Just remember your stinger. <laughs> if you have, if you don't have any Scorpio um, themes in your chart, look to the house where you have Scorpio, if you know your birth time. Um, but for those that have any planets on the fixed sign axis right now, I'm just, uh, that is, you know, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. I think I already emphasized this last week, but boy, are we like going through it right now, man? Like, woo. And I hope, again, um, this vulnerability was at least relatable. Um, so hopefully next week it won't be as crazy like this. I'll be, like, apologizing right from the start for all this. But um, I, I know there's definitely better things to come as far as the transits. So thanks so much for sticking out with me. Um, I really appreciate it. Again, Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I would love to help you with your chart interpretation. I'm just taking my time with them at this moment as I am still learning in some regard. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been learning for seven years. I just, I just, I'm very perfectionist. I'm very much a perfectionist when it comes to my astrology practice. I just won't feel comfortable like fully sharing um, or, or not so much sharing as a um, wanting monetary input or gain from what I do I'm just not comfortable with that yeah and I think that's just a matter of integrity that comes with like the stubbornness of the fixed axis too but anyway I am so rambling I am so out of it guys <laughs> this mercury retrograde is a freaking doozy damn like aren't you feeling it aren't you like really really feeling like this freaking week sucks <laughs> Come on. I can't I can't fool you guys. I can't make you feel like everything's good and fine cuz I am a mess. And if you're a mess too, like I feel you. Don't worry. Reach out. We're good. If you right, if you've been feeling a hot mess, please uh, my um handle on Instagram is at absurdist_astrology. underscore 
astrology, <laughs> reach out. Be like, hey, girl, I've been feeling a hot mess too. Damn, you sounded like a freaking wreck that whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Let's use this upcoming Scorpio full moon to just lose it.